Let's get ready to rumble! Hi, I'm the Strategist Cowboy. This week, I am concluding my Christmas beer reviews, for this year anyway, and I'm again going to review a couple of Swedish seasonal Christmas beers. I don't think I will be back for a review the 23rd of December, but before New Year, I'll be back. So Merry Christmas in advance, every few nerd listeners. This week's beers are normal to higher ABB beers. The first beer is a smoked beer, whatever that means. I know what smoked whiskey is, but smoked beer? The other beer is a sister beer to a beer I recently reviewed here on this show. It is named after a dog. This beer is a porter. The two beers are in review order. Winterblos Rauchbier and Christmas Bella. Christmas Bella. Our first contestant for this week is the seasonal beer assortment Winterblås or Rauchbier Rauch, Rauch from the brewery Stigbergets Bryggeri in the famous neighborhood Majorna in a very primary part of Gothenburg. The ingredients in this beer assortment are water, malted barley, hops and yeast. Maybe the smoky taste comes from the malted barley. I mean, it is not barley malt. The expiration date on this particular beer is beginning of October 2025. I purchased it in mid-November 2022. It has been standing in my cooler since. At present date, it is mid-December 2022. Is it the smoked flavor malted barley that makes this beer so extraordinarily long-lived? I mean, it lasts, it lasts at least three years. Three years. My hamster is more short-lived than that. Just kidding. I don't own a hamster. I own this beer. But again, Three years. The Winterblos or Rauchbier Rauch beer assortment comes in a size 44 centiliters, i.e. about 15 liquid ounces can. The can is metallic with a wrapped bluish cold weather-like artistic label on it. Winterblos or Rauchbier Beer assortment costs 29.50 Swedish kroner, 29 Swedish kroner and 50, uh, it's like cents, i.e. about 2 US dollars and 85 cents. 
that is 76 cents per four ounces of beer. Sustainbloget says that the preferred serving temperature on this beer is 8 to 10 degrees Celsius, i.e. about 46 to 50 degrees Fahrenheit. The brewery says nothing about preferred serving temperatures. But it is an ale. But, but is it an ale? Is it top fermented? The preferred serving temperature and the pretty low ABV suggests it is a lager beer. Maybe they are just hoping that the smoky flavor will disguise it as an ale. Because if it was an ale, surely, surely, surely it would appear somewhere in the text. But stranger things have happened and missed marketing information is rather the norm with beers. But they usually do not miss to label it an ale if it is an ale. The Winterblos or Rauf beer, as beer assortment, has got a 5% ABV. 5%. How about the experience then? Smoky aroma, yes, it's got a smoky aroma. It's got about a two fingers tall head plus. Smoky aroma and uh, it's dark, I can't see my fingers through the glass at all. Not even faintly. It's, it, it, my first impression is that it tastes like an ashtray. Actually, it's very smoky. Not necessarily very rich, but not it's not not rich. It's not uh, weak. But uh, it's not bread like. It's not yeasty. This is a lager beer or a Rauf beer. You can call it that if you wish to, but it's a it's a under yeasted or bottom fermented beer. And it's malty. Very malty. Taste of my palate is smoky. Like whiskey, smoky, smoke, smoked whiskey, but it's not a whiskey taste. It's just the smokiness in it that reminds me of whiskey that's been in a barrel to age well.
it's very taste of my palate is uh, smoke like it's been in a burning house is it sweet or dry I think it's more sweet than dry. But it's not much of a sweetness. Uh, it doesn't necessarily make it a, a bad beer. I don't think it is. It's a, an odd beer, so to speak. So uh, I like uh, the odd beers a little bit more nowadays. Uh, those who sticks out. It's a little bit bitter. I wouldn't say hoppy, but it's not candy-like. There's uh, not any fruitiness in it, but it's coffee-like a bit, bit, perhaps, or chocolate. Wait a minute. Coffee, chalky, chocolate-like, a little bit. I think so, but smoked chocolate. It's uh, uh, it's not spicy. It's not, and uh, the undertone is of a core smoke, smokiness. I think it's got a, wait, one moment, <coughs> excuse me, pardon me, but uh, it's got a normal ABV level, a normal level ABV. Uh, it's not creamy. And it's not acidic. And there are no aberrations because the smokiness is supposed to be there. It's a little bit dark roasted. Uh, let's see here. Uh, I'm glad there's no, no syrup in it. If there had been, this would have been a lousy beer, but there's not. A little bit. There I say a little bit licorice. 
taste or flavor. Well, why not? I feel uh, generous today. Not exactly licorice, no. Uh, let's stay with the coffee and chocolate. Uh, well, that's about it. What about grading then? This will be interesting. Uh, It's inter an interesting beer. I, I'd say that um, I grade this beer seven or eight tables out of ten possible. If I, I grade it as a lager beer, it's eight tables out of ten possible. If I grade it as an ale, which is not, it's seven tables out of ten possible. Uh, okay, let's move on to our second contestant. Our second contestant for this week is the beer assortment Christmas Bella from the brewery Perfectly Squared Brewery here in Skania, in the south end of Sweden. Bella and Holly are the, or Holly, are the brewery owner's two dogs. And two weeks ago, I reviewed the seasonal beer, excuse me, Holy Ale, or Holly Ale. Today, it is Christmas Bella's turn. Christmas Bella is a porter beer. The Christmas Bella beer assortment contains water, barley malt, wheat malt, oat malt, hops, and yeast. This seasonal beer assortment is not represented on their website. Excuse me, it's the former beer. The expiration date on this particular beer is May or June 2024. I purchased this beer in mid-November 2022. The beer has been standing in my cooler since I purchased it. The bottle contains 33 centiliters, i.e. about 11 liquid ounces. The bottle label is one-folded and Christmas green and white in color. The green is on the top and the white is on the bottom of the label. The Christmas Bella cost me 30 Swedish kronor, i.e. 2 US dollars and 90 cents. That is one dollar per four ounces of beer. Not cheap. Especially not since it has been transported only short, short distances. I don't care if it's an ale. It had better taste really good. 
The preferred serving temperature for the Christmas Bella beer assortment is according to system log 10 to 12 degrees Celsius, i.e. about 50 to 54 degrees Fahrenheit. The Christmas Bella Ale beer assortment has got a 5.9% got ABV, 5.9%. How about the experience then? Fruity aroma. It's got a five finger, four finger tall head, plus four finger plus tall head. Four fingers plus tall head. And it's uh, it's a porter, so it's dark. I can't see my fingers even faintly through the glass. Uh, first impression, let's see if, when I get down through the foam. A, a sour beer. Not acidic, but sour is my first impression. It's not particularly rich, just like the former beer. It's not bread-like, perhaps a little bit yeasty. Let's see here. Yeah, that doesn't say anything. Uh, It's uh, soury and malty, malty. Uh, yeah, it's malty. The taste of my palate is sour. It's more sour than sweet, but it's more sweet than dry. It's not very bitter at all.
it's not very hoppy either. It's a little bit uh, candy-like because it's sourness. It's sourness is uh, like sour candy. But it's uh, porter, so. But still, it, it shines through the sourness. It's It's like lemon uh, peels, uh, fruitiness in it. Uh, or uh, even lemon. There are no other particular spices in it, I can sense. And the undertone is sour. The carbonation level Or the undertone is uh, porter, even. I mean, it's a porter, but uh, I, I, I come to think of, about the sourness in it. The first that comes into my mind is the sourness. So I'd say that it's porter second, sour beer first. I don't know about the carbonation level. It's not creamy. It's not acidic. And there aren't any aberrations in it. I think the soundness is supposed to be there, as well as the porter's taste. It's dark roasted a bit, yeah. It's a porter, so excuse me. I think it's filtered more than it's than it's unfiltered. Okay. It's a, uh, an undertone of bitterness in it. But it also is uh, mixed with the sourness in it. Uh, okay, what about grading then? It's, a, it's an interesting beer. It's an ale. So um, a little bit stronger ale than the former lager beer. 0.9 stronger. ABV level. Um, 
nice uh, touch. I, I think it's a it's a good beer, and uh, it certainly sticks out. So I'd grade this beer eight tables out of ten possible. Okay, absolutely don't drink and operate heavy machines, military or civilian. Drink responsibly or not at all. Don't drink at all if you're underage or pregnant. This week's lesson I call Prompt Global Strike or PGS for short. The PGS functions similarly to the existing ICBM or Intercontinental Ballistic Missile, although it has been discussed whether it should have a lower launch trajectory. This weapon consists of a metal rod made of tungsten, which is accelerated from a rocket, cruise missile, or satellite to such a velocity that it is able to penetrate deep into buildings with the kinetic energy alone, or knock out vehicles and personnel within a large area that is too close to the shockwave that is created upon impact. The first missile that comes across the Arctic towards Russia from the US will, according to a statement in the Juma in 2013 by Russia's defense industry chief Rogozin, be assumed to be a nuclear missile and therefore be met with Russian nuclear missiles against the US. The US thus has no interest in using prompt global strike against another nuclear weapons state. George W. Bush consequently scrapped the PGS. But Obama resumed the project. Why? With Russia in the way, the US would never launch PGS over the Arctic against any country south of Russia, even if they could. I imagine China not having nearly as many nukes as the US is less of a retaliatory threat than Russia, but still a threat to the, to the US if it fires a PGS at or over China. Though China is catching up on the nuclear deterrent front, not worth the risk, I think. But then I read that the, that the Pentagon decided in January 2012 that the PGS would be submarine-based. With China and Russia in California's west, they can't fire them at all in that direction. But from a submarine, they can launch PGS from the south of Africa and from the north in the Barents Sea without risking a retaliatory action by a nuclear weapons state. I do not reckon that France and the UK will retaliate. Terrorist targets in North Africa? It can also be stated that the North Kalot is strategically important for Russia in terms of energy, because it is believed that there is a lot of oil and gas in the Barents Sea. And it is also extremely important because 62% of Russia's strategic nuclear submarines 
are based in Murmansk. For the US, the North Kalat is not as strategically important. The US does not expect that from Norwegian or Swedish soil, they will have time to prevent Russia from setting out with its partially at port anchored submarine fleet. It is perhaps possible that a direct US nuclear attack from the US mainland will have time to do the job against the Russian nuclear submarines in port in Murmansk in the event of a surprise attack. But such a surprise attack is unlikely to ever take place. Under Obama, the US, unlike Russia, had revised its preemptive strike policy that was once introduced by George W. Bush. The military airfield at Kallax on the North Kalot in Sweden can in theory be reached by S-400 Triumph air defense systems located on the Russian-Finnish border. The S-500 Triumph definitely, definitely has the range and then some. But that requires that Russia acquires an over-the-horizon radar for the purpose, since the Earth is curved. Russia threatened or promised Finland in the summer of 2016 that Russia may deploy S-400 or S-500 Triumph towards the Finnish border. And this is precisely because they want to prevent the Americans from flying in materiel and personnel to Kallax. Two S-400 Triumph systems were deployed in September 2016 in Leningrad Oblast. But these cannot be used against American transport aircraft that are going to land on Kallax. Thank you and see you later, alligator, at a while, crocodile. Mm -hmm.